Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to our latest episode of the Kasafa Show, where we will look back at a very successful 2023 Women's World Cup for African sides, not least, of course, our very own South Africa and Zambia. We will hear from a range of coaches and players on their experience at the tournament in Australia and New Zealand, where South Africa reached the round of 16 for the first time, and Zambia claimed a maiden win in their debut competition. But let's first get the view of the Banyana Banyana for Temi Khatlana. She was one of the stars of the tournament for her side. At the back of our, our, our minds, potentially the last match, so we had to give it all. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen after 90 minutes, and we had to bring our A game. For sure, but it's football, you know. Um, you win some, you lose some, and equally so, they didn't have as many chances as, as we did, uh, but they had to work for those chances. Um, truth be told, we had a quick turnover. We played on Wednesday, they played earlier than us, they had more time to rest, we didn't. And I think that showed in the second half because uh, the fatigue started coming in, we started making mistakes, we, you know, we messed it a little bit, but I must be proud of the girls for the performance that they put. For sure, I think that's a very good experience for us, second time in the World Cup, and uh, now we have to go back home, draw from this experience to prepare for the next I, I can't say anything is negative. Everything is positive. We are building. We've been building and that's that's why we are here. Um, I can't think of anything negative right now uh, besides not making it, which is part of football. But I think they equally had to work hard to get those points from us. It, it's going to be great now, especially that South Africa is one of the countries that is bidding to host the 2027 World Cup. If we get that at home, it's going to be amazing uh, for women's football uh, in South Africa, in Africa, and in the world as general to show that we have made the strides and we have closed the gaps. Yeah, I mean, we can argue we lost them, we didn't lose them. It's, it's part of the game. Um, and it's unfortunate that we lost them, but then good thank you to the girls that stepped up at that moment. I can't imagine how difficult it is to just be, hey, come, let's go and play, you know. Um, but because we've been a team, we've been preparing, those girls came in and they played a very huge role into the team uh, performance. It's been an amazing, I think, a great experience and journey for South Africa. Um, we came here wanting to make the round of 16. And we knew kind of in, in our group that Sweden is the one team that is going to beat us because of their height. But even in that match, they, they had to come back and, and fight to get the result because we went in, we took the lead, and then they came back with, with set pieces. But if we leave the set pieces out. They didn't play much because we had a really good game good game plan. Played against Argentina. Um, we drew to a 2-2. We played against uh, Italy. We came back to win a 3-2 that helped us to get here. We played today against the Netherlands. They also had to work hard equally. Uh, and I think it's a very great experience for the team having to play all the group stages matches and this round of 16 match. I want to, to really send a strong message because it's been many years now that we've been saying we need a professional league. We need to professionalize. We need this. We need that. It's, I think it's about time where sponsors, uh, broadcasters, the federation, everyone involved putting uh, their money where their mouth is because after 
coming to back-to-back World Cups and performing the way we perform. Surely someone has to be bothered. Someone cannot sleep and say, oh, it's okay. It, it has to be worrying the way it's worrying us that how can we perform at such a high level without nothing? How much more can we perform with everything if it was given to us? Personally happy for myself. It wasn't easy the last year or so uh, to come back from an Achilles tendon. Mentally, emotionally, was very difficult, but... At the back of my mind, I wanted to come back and play football. And I think with the performance that I've displayed here at the World Cup, I started displaying it at, at my club in Louisville because I've, I've been hungry. I've, I've stalled for seven months not doing anything. So I think I have lots of energy and, and momentum to keep on going. And I'm thankful to have an opportunity to represent my country and to play in Louisville. I think the team that was brave, despite the rankings of FIFA coming here, I think all the teams that played us must know that it was hard to play against South Africa and it shows with the stats that we have and with the results that we got. Linda Maklala was influential for South Africa in the midfield and pitched in with a goal against Argentina. She shares her thoughts on her time down under. Uh, I mean, uh, the game against the Netherlands, it was not easy. But uh, we, we had our chances. Uh, what was important, we needed to finish them off. You know, because once Netherlands got the chances, they buried them. Uh, I've got a smile because uh, as a team, uh, we did really well. Uh, we went to round of 16 and people didn't believe in us, but we, we kept on going. So, yeah, that says a lot that uh, we are 11 in the, in the, in the field, 11 v 11. And we, once we get our chances, we need to bury them. We need to really bury them. And I think that's the difference between us and the Netherlands, that when they get the chance, they finish them off. Uh, I mean, compared to 2019, the 2023 FIFA World Cup, I think what's different, I would say, our mentality. That's one thing that sets us apart. And it was the first time we went to the World Cup 2019. We didn't really know what to expect. Uh, coming into this, into this uh, World Cup, we were prepared enough. We played against really good side. If I had to describe it, I mean, it has its up and downs, but uh, we came here and we had a goal and I think we achieved it as a, goal, as, as a, as a team. Uh, we've been doing really, really well. Uh, but if I had to describe it, I would say we live in the impossible. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, when we analyze, we, 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 we know what's our strengths and we also look at the weaknesses, you know. So coming into this game, we were really prepared. We knew what is needed of us. And I think we did it. It's just unfortunate that we didn't uh, finish the end product, which is scoring. Uh, I mean, yeah, winning the league was, was something else. But uh, this is the FIFA Women's World Cup, the biggest stage in the world. Uh, and I would say uh, the World Cup is higher up there. And it's a competition week in, week out. You know, we have to perform so I mean, the performance that we gave, it says a lot. It says that we are able to compete against anybody. Uh, it doesn't matter who. And I think that back in South Africa, it is time that the league needs to be proper- professionalized and so that we can compete against people or teams. Yeah. The tournament was a personal triumph for South Africa coach Desiree Ellis, who has certainly enhanced her reputation, but she's also left with a feeling of what might have been. Look, uh, yesterday we spoke about to win the game, we needed to score more goals. We had a lot of opportunities, um, especially in the first half, to, as they say, kill off the game, because we knew the quality side the Netherlands are. Um, and we knew that, you know, even though we conceded um, at the set piece, 
um, the chances that we created should have put us out of sight. But uh, always, if you don't take your chances, um, you know, then that happens. I think our goalkeeper had a fantastic game up until you know, that moment. And how people remember her for how, she, how well she played and not that one incident. But uh, And in the end, you know, um, the legs just wasn't there anymore for us to keep pushing um, for the duration of the game. But I said that they're going to be in a game and they're going to know that we are here. And they spoke about underdogs yesterday. I don't think there's any more underdogs in this, in, in this, in this World Cup because a decision or a, a goal here or there, we could have been speaking differently now. But I think the whole of South Africa uh, should be very proud of this team. You know, I know they got up very early in the morning and everybody expected a victory. But you've also played against a very good side. You played against a side that was not expected to end top of their group and end the top of their group. Um, and we wish them all the best um, in the next round. But uh, um, we're just proud, disappointed, of course, but really proud of the group of players. And losing um, Bamba and, um, and Jermaine in the first half also didn't help the way we set up. But we've brought a squad of 23 players and the others who came in, I think, thought they did really, really well. I think it was huge. Um, they're very instrumental in the way we play, um, you know, especially Jermaine um, with what she brings to the team. Um, you know, but as I said, we brought in 23 players and even after that, we still had chances. You know, we had a couple of chances that, that we could have taken. Um, it's unfortunate um, that is part of sport um, where, you get, where, you, where you might pick up an injury. But I thought the players that came in acquitted themselves really well. Look, uh, I don't want to go too much into that, but I think uh, if I need to look even further than that, I think we need a professional league. I think it's absolutely essential that we get that professional league. Um, we have an amateur league back home, and for the players to come out and perform at this level against um, countries who play week in or, or whenever, week in, week out, um, month in, month out against the top teams in the world shows that we have talent, and we know that we've urged... Um, everybody on the African continent to assist, not just with us. I mean, we had three out of four countries qualify for the last 16. Um, we know that um, whatever happened back home should have maybe have happened earlier and things might have been sorted. And I'm sure that a lot of lessons will learn from that. Look, obviously, she played really well and letting in a goal, um, you know, it's going to upset any individual or missing a, a, a sitter is going to upset any individual. But when we came in at halftime, we really were, you know, uh, just patting her on the back. And at halftime, we said to her, even after the goal, like, chin up, you know, this happens in the game, chin up. But the professional that she is, she, she wants to have a perfect game and nobody has a perfect game. That's what we said. There's nowhere in the world where there's a perfect game. You're going to make a mistake. And unfortunately, that happened. But she kept us in the game as well. And if you look at their goalkeeper getting the player of the match, it tells you how well we played. To the sponsors, I don't know how you can ignore something special like this. I don't know how you can not assist in getting us to climb the ladder and not assist in getting us to be better. We still have players like Kaylin having a nine-to-five job and then having to go train in the evening. I think that is unacceptable. For what this team has achieved, I think the corporate world needs to stand up and, and really take notice and, and be counted that to say that we are here. You know, otherwise, we're going to come back in four years' time and we're going to go through the same thing in four years' time and everybody's going to say how well this team played and because we, we could have gone further. When I looked at how the World Cup was going, the possibility of us winning it was there and it was there for everyone, you know. Um, so we urge the corporates to come on board. We urge the corporates to assist here. We urge the government even to, to step in and, and assist where, where they can push corporates to, to come on board because it's not just 
our senior team, but it's our youth teams as well. There's no sponsors. So, you know, what do you expect when they go to tournaments and, they, and they're not uh, prepared because of a lack of resources? I think in 2019, we knew what to expect, but we also didn't know what to expect until we got here. Um, and I think that taught us a lesson of what we need to do to, when we come back. And I think we've shown, you know, um, what we've learned. Yes, there's a lot of things that we could have done better, but it's because from where we come from and where we play. Um, our girls are not used to this intensity week in, week out, and, you know. But we want to be remembered as a, as a team that lit up the World Cup, as a, as a so-called underdog, we were called yesterday, an underdog team that plays good football, but also that can mix it with the best out there. We also want to be remembered for our singing because that's who we are. Our singing because that, that is what unites us and that is what keeps us together. Um, and I think when, when, when we walked around the stadium after the match, we could see how the people appreciated what we brought to the tournament. Um, and I believe we will be back in four years, began better. Look, Tembi uh, always wants to be the perfect um, player on the pitch to do everything right. And yes, she had a couple of chances, but it happens sometimes in the game, you know. But I felt that she couldn't have given us more than what she gave us. The same for everyone else. Towards the latter part of the game, you could see that we'd ran out of legs. And that's how much they, they put in. Because we believed we could have won this game. But as I said, the, the Dutch are such a cross side and... They managed and slowed down the game at times and moved the ball around really quickly um, to move us around as well. And I think that counted in the end. 100% because I will make sure of that. 100% confident. Um, the last tournament, there was, um, they call it development fees, for a lack of a better word. That all went to the clubs. Each and every club that the player put down, that they played for, each and every amount went to the club. And I'm sure FIFA will do an audit and FIFA will do a follow-up to make sure that the players will get it. <laughs> the, uh, the last one's a difficult question because the World Cup has shown that uh, you, cannot, you cannot bet on anyone. I mean, uh, Brazil has gone home, Germany has gone home. Those are, those are top, top countries and you would have expected Brazil to go really far. Um, when you look at how the teams have played, very difficult though. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Nigeria is going to be a tough game against England. I, I know that. Um, France has really, after the first game, really shown um, that they have something. But the way the game is going, <laughs> you, can't, you can't put your, your bet on anyone at the moment. Um, maybe when it gets to the semi-final, we'll have a better idea. But at the moment, you, you cannot. I mean, you looked at Morocco beating Colombia and Colombia were flying. So you cannot put your bet on anyone. And this World Cup has shown that the gap is closed. And this World Cup has shown that it doesn't matter who you play against. You know, Morocco lost 6-0 in the first game and their Germany's gone home and they've gone through to the, to the knockout stages. So very, very difficult because at the business end, I think the better teams will come up. But who are the better teams? I think more disappointed um, than anything. We felt we, we could have won this game. And if I look back, we should have with the opportunities that we had, but we didn't take them. And yes, um, I think very proud I think uh, as a group, we need to hold our heads up high. I think um, if you look back, when we qualified for the last 16, the whole country went crazy. And I'm expecting them to go crazy when we get back as well, because this team has really punched above their weight, considering, you know, again, that we do not have what everybody else has, it's a professional league, purely amateur league, and our players, um, a few of them play, play abroad. And hopefully, through all of us, um, they, will, they will get opportunities to play for bigger and better clubs because that will also help us. 
Zambia had a difficult start to the World Cup, but bounced back superbly to defeat Costa Rica 3-1 in their final game. That means they leave the competition with their heads held high, as coach Bruce Mwape explains. I think uh, today's game, uh, everyone is happy in our camp because, uh, like you have said, it's a uh, history that that we have uh, we have made because it's our first first uh, World Cup appearance, and uh, despite losing the two uh, the first two games, we managed to at least go back home with a win. There are very few teams that have uh, come to the World Cup for the first time and. Uh, win by, I imagine, like a 3-1. I'm sure uh, if there are any, there are very few. But we are very happy as a team, and uh, I hope it will, next time we'll come, we'll come with a different approach to this World Cup. Yeah, well, uh, I think, uh, like I've uh, already said, uh, we are very happy to to win uh, our last game in the in the tournament, it was actually very important because uh, um, uh, going by their preparations, people at back home had a lot of hopes in our team because they were actually following our our program, and um, we did uh, we did well during the uh, preparations. But uh, unfortunately, when we started. We did not start this tournament on a good note, but uh, finishing, I think finishing has been good. Like uh, uh, you have already said, somebody said uh, we scored early and uh, that gave us the hope that today I think we should be able to carry the day. And everybody worked very, they, they worked uh, very hard to come with a positive result at the end of um, at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, going into the second tournament, I think um, even um, we are also looking at the structure of, um, of our team and uh, the mistakes that were made by a few individuals, I think they, are, they can help us to identify or look for other, other players who can manage the pressure that we went through, especially during the two games that that we played, because some of the players they showed that they cannot withstand the pressure to teams like uh, Spain and um, Japan. So we are we are looking into that, and I'm sure by the time we will be coming to the World Cup. Who, who should come with a polished team with a different approach. And for, for us, uh, I think um, that that program is uh, is in place. We've got um, now uh, the so-called academies in the country and uh, a lot of uh, young girls and boys have developed that interest. So uh, I'm sure they are, they are seeing what is happening and um, they will be motivated by, I'm sure they are motivated by the way our senior players are performing. I'm sure the message can be delivered through maybe the players, the way they are playing them. And I feel, uh, to me, I can say uh, it's up to the coaches within the academies that they should deliver the message to to the players, to the young 
as the upcoming players. So on that one, I'm sure we'll leave it to the coaches in their developmental program. Yeah, experience here, I think um, I can say from the way it go, we have uh, actually uh, learned a lot from different uh, teams. We have um, we have seen the, the cream of um, the, the world. We have played against uh, some of the best players in the world. So uh, I feel this is good experience and uh, going back home, we'll still continue preaching about our experience here. Yeah, um, the message was, um, was that um, in today's game, we should actually aim high because, uh, because of uh, the way we have played the, the last two games. And uh, the other thing is that it's the last game of, for, for us in this tournament. So everybody should put in maximum effort so that we carry the day and get back home smiling. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back in a fortnight's time. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on our YouTube channel, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.